Hello, and welcome back to our podcast, The Boss Ravioli Queens. We are Boss Lady Amy, Nicole Ravioli, and Jasmine the Queen. And we are healthcare workers who decided we are going to spill all the ravioli on the ins and outs of working in healthcare. This isn't your usual podcast. If you came here for health and beauty tips, you're going to be disappointed because we are going to get messy. Every other week, we will feature a different topic that dives into the not-so-talked-about taboo and just plain underbelly of healthcare. We will talk about what it's like being a caregiver outside of work and all the struggles that come with it, just trying to be normal, everyday people. On that note, let's get messy! Warning, this podcast includes profane language, crude humor, mature subjects, and possible talk of bodily fluids. This may not be suitable for listeners under the age of 18. This episode is called Boss Lady Amy Behind the Smile. It is one of a three-part series that we're doing that we've wanted to do for a while so you guys can get to know us a little better and we're going to delve into some pretty deep stuff about ourselves. So, here we go. <laughs> so, I guess, Amy, you can start off by like just telling us a little bit more about yourself first before we start asking you more questions. Sure. Well, um, the purpose of this episode specifically is to talk about my experience with the things that I deal with while also trying to work and be a normal person. Um, not that you can, you know, put a, put a label on any sort of person, but if I had to dumb myself down, I would say the quick things you need to know about me are that I have fibromyalgia, degenerative disc disease, ADHD, depression, and anxiety. So... You guys get to ask me all about that and how I do with working and trying to be normal. So how is it, like, what does it feel like basically when, like, your fibromyalgia, like, flares up? That's a good question. Um, it can feel like a lot of different things. Fibromyalgia flares are, they're not limited to any one thing. So sometimes it's a GI flare-up. Sometimes you have muscle spasms. Sometimes um, you get muscle cramps. Sometimes you get a migraine. It kind of really just depends. Fibromyalgia, um, it affects a lot of different things in your life. So <clears throat> do you both have a pretty good understanding of fibromyalgia? A yeah, little bit. I, I mean, do. I don't like have like a huge understanding, but like that's why we're talking to you about it too, so... Okay, so for background, um, I will describe it as my rheumatologist explained it to me. So my rheumatologist explained fibromyalgia to me as basically your nerve cells don't understand their function. So your brain, it's sending signals to your nerve cells, but they're not understanding what the signal is. So that comes out in either an overreaction or an underreaction. So so basically it's like your nerves counted as like a misfire from your brain? Basically. So they're like, we get a signal. We don't know what it is, so we're just going to keep doing whatever. It's like having your check engine light on all the time. Basically. <laughs> so, so a fibromyalgia is a very emotional disorder. Um, because, you know, your nerves, of course, like, they, they go hand in hand with your emotions. But because it's such an emotional disorder, it also affects you very physically. So, like, when I'm depressed, I'm physically ill. When I'm stressed, I'm physically ill. Um, or, and vice versa. When I get sick, I get depressed. Like, it, they go hand in hand. 
So how do you power through that when you're, like, at work, when stuff like that flares up, or you have Like, literally, how are you going to caregiver so long? Right. <laughs> like, because it's stressful all the time, so obviously, you know, there's going to be those days where you just have to almost pretend that everything's okay and try to, like, alleviate the stress, even though it's a very stressful profession. Right. So, yes, there's a lot of powering through. There's a lot of forgetting about certain things like you know what no my leg doesn't hurt it doesn't feel like i want to chop it off i'm just gonna keep going like there's a lot of that uh with this disease and it's honestly like for me it's become second nature to just like ignore parts of it when i'm at work and then like when i get home everything like comes flooding back Mm. and then that's when i'm like all right it's bedtime like i'm I've gotten home. I'm not even going to interact with anybody. I'm going straight to the bedroom. Tapping out for the day. Mm-hmm. Literally. And what about, like, um, so then with the fibromyalgia, ugh, I can't talk, apparently. It's fine. <laughs> like, with the, the genitive discs on top of it or whatever, like, doesn't that, like, make your body, like, so much more hurt? Because you said you're physically ill with the fibromyalgia mm-hmm. already, and then the degenerative disc is, like, basically all the time, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so I have two discs that are um, showing signs of degenerating on um, an MRI. That's how they found it. Um, So it's the neck and the middle of my back. Okay. So it's... There are times where, like, when one of the discs is, like... It comes in waves. So basically, like, degenerative disc disease, in a nutshell, is just the little cushions in between, like, your vertebrae and your back are getting smaller they're dissolving basically so it's like basically bone on bone but it's mine's not fully dissolved so like it's i still have a long way to go before i get to that point and so it comes in waves and so like there's days when it's like more like cushy than it is than others so some days i don't really have any pain at all and i forget that i even have DDD is what it's called. Triple D. <laughs> Triple D. <laughs> and then there are other days where I'm like, why does my back hurt so bad? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have DDD. That's well, right. That's why. <laughs> but um, depending on how, like, the little cushion thing is. I think it's called a bur- bursa or something like that. I have something. I don't know. Because I know bursitis is, like, when there's inflammation in the little sac between your bones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, depending on how good that's feeling about itself, it can, sometimes it can, like, change the shape of, like, my hips or my legs. Oh. So, like, it's, there's been times where, like, I've gone to the chiropractor and he'll, like, check my ankles he'll compare them to see if my legs are the same length right and sometimes he'll be like oh your legs felt like being the same length today <laughs> <laughs> and other times it's like yeah nope you got one leg that's so wait way sometimes <laughs> you're taller than normal no it's not it's, that I'm... it's more like your hips shift because like Correct. i have that problem too oh yes. okay like, sorry <laughs> so it's like one leg feels longer than the other and it like sometimes you walk weird that's why like a lot of chiropractors they'll like stretch your legs out and stuff and try to like rotate your hips a little yep. bit and then they'll like ask you to like walk back and forth for a sec to see how your gait is yep. sounds like i need me a chiropractor mm-hmm. yeah 
So actually that is not officially how I got diagnosed, but my first visit ever to the chiropractor <clears throat> was the first time ever that anybody had told me I had a disorder. Because before that, nobody had listened to me. I had been to countless doctors, countless ER visits, like, and, you know, I'd be like, I was sitting there, and then all of a sudden it felt like I needed to chop my foot off because it hurt so bad. They really do help, too. Like, they I mean, do. They really, like, take the pressure off of, like, all your joints and ligaments and stuff. It, it, does, yes. it does really help. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> mm. Well, we're both looking and at Nicole. Nicole, Nicole, like, do you have any questions, Nicole, for Miss Boss Lady Amy? (laughs) So, with you, obviously, like, caregiving as long as you have, your back is probably way more fucked than ours, because you've got the triple D. (laughs) And she's the youngest, (laughs) y'all. But, like, on top of fibro? So, how how do you deal with that on, like, a day-to-day basis after, like, all the lifting and stuff? That's a wonderful question. <laughs> I, I Honestly, I don't really know if I have that much of an answer for you. I really think that it's just years and years of being used to it. And I was also told for a, uh, for a long time by a lot of medical professionals that this was normal. So, and it's definitely not. So, like, I've kind of just gotten used to it. There's always a part of me that's in pain. There's never not going to be a part of me that's in pain. But, like, I'm I'm okay. Like, you'll know when I'm, like, really, really okay. having a rough time. Yeah. Right. Because, like, for the most part, like, it's just, it's always there. It's never not there. It's been there for well over a decade now. So did you have it, like, when you were a kid also, or was it more, like, closer into your adult years? So I have been experiencing pain uh, that wasn't normal for, mm, I would say when I was, like, 12. Mm-hmm. So basically, I was in basketball, and I would come home from practice, And my knees would hurt so bad, like throbbing, aching. It felt like I was an 80-year-old. And it was really... (laughs) Jinx, That's that's crazy, though, because, like, as a 12-year-old or whatever, like, that's weird. You're, like, basically, like, why can't I be, like, as active or, like, fine after practice as everybody else? Right. And for a really long time, it was written off because my parents were, like... It's normal. You're running around. You're not used to that much activity. Like, it'll go away. And it, it, what, it didn't go away. Like, the whole season, it was still there. And it just kept getting worse and getting worse and getting worse. And nobody really, like, not believe. I wouldn't say people didn't believe me, but I just don't think they took it that seriously. Right. It was like a, oh, you're a kid. You're active. You're running around. Like, these things are normal. But, like, this level of pain for a 12-year-old child is not normal. Right. Honestly, I kind of feel that, though, because, like, parents in general, like, for our generation, um, they minimized a lot of our aches and pains. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to get chronic migraines, and... My dad was like, you're too young to have that. And stuff like that, you know? I've heard that so many times. Yeah. Like, autoimmune disorders, they don't have an age limit or restriction. Correct. Like, anybody can be affected at any time. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And also, um, 
I'm not saying anything bad about my parents. I love them both. They're great people. <laughs> just to be, just to be fair here. Mm-hmm. Like, no hate to my parents at all. They, they did a good job with me. Did they? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ouch. Roast Central today. If you guys could have seen us earlier. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. So, okay, so... So you're... Oh, sorry, Anne. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Um, so, with, like, kind of, like, piggybacking off of that, um, I know in the self-care episode we talked about how you like to take, like, baths and stuff when mm-hmm. you have the time. So, is there anything else, like, special that you do to kind of take care of that? Well, so, first off, you caught me. <laughs> I take baths because of the pain. Yeah. I mean, I like baths. They're great, but that's ultimately why I take them. So, honestly, the warm water and, like, the yeah. like, stuff Probably like hot tubs and stuff helps yeah, alleviate so some of that. Warm water helps a lot, but it's tricky because depending on what type of flare you're having, because um, sometimes you have the kind of flare where everything in your body just decides to inflate and you feel like you're roasting at a thousand degrees and you want to chop all your limbs off (laughs) so like there's that but then there's also the kind of pain where it's more like like you feel like you've been doing a lot of exercise and you really haven't you just feel that way like the fatigue feeling yeah okay that would suck i couldn't imagine like exercising like if you already felt like you were exercising by not even doing anything (laughs) right right so actually the The really fucked thing with fibromyalgia is that the nerves, well, the cells in your nerves, they learn by movement. So the thing is, is that even though they are born without knowing their function, you can teach them. But the thing is, is that they don't last for that long before they die and they're regenerated. So it's always a constant battle with fibromyalgia because you're always teaching those nerves. And then by the time they learn their function, they go off and fucking die. (laughs) Well, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's why, you know, you'll have a couple days where you're like, wow, these exercises are getting easier. Like, I'm feeling better. And then all of a sudden you go back to it and you're like, I've been doing the same exercise for three days in a row. Why does this hurt again? Like, and then, of course, there's always the muscle pain that you're going to have on top of that from just exercising because that happens to everybody. Weird. That's so crazy. So going back to when you had it when you were young a little bit, so, like, your parents didn't really, like, deal with it initially. Correct. Uh, so, oh, go ahead. Where are you going to... Um, but, like, when they did start um, dealing with, like, the issue at hand or whatever, like, how did your family, like, change? Because I know you have so, your parents, and then I think you said, is it two sisters? Yep, yep, yeah. two sisters. Um, so they didn't. <laughs> So I, I, I wouldn't say that I wasn't believed. I, it just wasn't taken as seriously as it should have been. So from the ages of 12 to 18, I just dealt with it. Hmm. Um, that's poopy. Yeah. So when I moved out on my own, um, I got my own PCP because before that I had been seeing my pediatrician all the way up until I was like. 17 almost 18 and um i got my own pcp right away after i turned 18 and i told her what was going on and she was like i don't know that's weird you need to go to pt 
So she sent me to physical therapy, um, really for like no reason. I really didn't have like, I didn't have any injuries or any like major event in my life that could have caused this pain. So I went to PT for a couple of months. I did it for about three months and then I lost my insurance. Um, so I couldn't keep going. Otherwise it would have cost too much. <clears throat> and the physical therapist dude that was evaluating me said, you know, we should really get you in with some imaging, but it's going to cost too much because you are uninsured. Of course. Right. So he was like, so we're just going to guess basically is what he told me. So he was like, we're going to say that you have anywhere between five and eight slip discs. Wow. Like wow. no, no basis, no testing, nothing. He was just like, basically from what you've told me, from what we've seen in your PT, you have anywhere from between five and eight slip discs. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, but I was uninsured and I was newly 18. So like, I didn't really think to ask questions. I was just like, this guy's the doctor. He's must know what he's talking about. Yeah. And so then, um, I just kind of like kept on dealing with it for a long time. And then, um, once I went to the place that we all met and I got their insurance, then I got myself a doctor and, um, I was like having a lot of pain and so actually I had called her office one day and they were like well she's out for the day but you can be seen by a nurse practitioner and I was like whatever get me in with anybody I don't care like I was in so much pain I was like I need to be seeing something's wrong so I went to see her and um she was like have you ever had a full rheumatological workup and I was like no like absolutely not nobody's ever listened to me that much so they did a full rheumatological workup and that's one of the things that you need to get diagnosed with fibromyalgia is um they check your rheumatoid factor which is a it's a physical way of how they actually see inflammation within your body mm -hmm. and so a uh, normal if i remember correctly a normal rheumatoid factor is supposed to be anywhere from zero to six and mine was like 20. oh my god yeah <laughs> you'll go on the high side yeah <laughs> just a little just right. a little <laughs> and like honestly i was really weirdly enough i was grateful that i had that on a bad day because it differs but like it's it differs as to when um you are having like a lot of inflammation so if you go in on a really good like pain day and you're not having very much it won't be on the high side but i felt like that was like the first time truly that someone had like listened to me and saw the numbers there was a physical number to show like yes yeah, something is wrong nice that's that's good yeah because when they have that proof and stuff there whatever it helps right so, much. so then around the same time um i was in so much pain i was like i'm finally gonna go to the chiropractor i had been thinking about it for a really really long time 
but I wasn't sure if it was something I wanted to do and I finally just did it and so the first appointment was an hour it was like a consultation thing and it was like very thorough he had me go through like the piece of paper and I had to like circle every single area on my body where I had pain and it was literally like everywhere <laughs> it was like just circle the whole picture of the body right. it like, was everywhere and so like he took <clears throat> me into this like little room and he was like all right I'm gonna do like an exam on you and he like he like watched me walk and he like what watched you walk keep going okay <laughs> okay anyway he watched me walk and he watched me like put my arms in circles and like all kinds of stuff and he took me back into the adjustment room and he was like honestly he was like before we even start doing any adjustments he was like I need to tell you that you need to call up your doctor now he was like as soon as you leave here today you need to call up your doctor and make an appointment because I'm telling you right now you either have rheumatoid arthritis or you have fibromyalgia he was like, I just from where everything is like, you're having pain and how it's constant. It's never going away. He was like, um, most of the time people don't come to the chiropractor for a chronic thing. He was like, people come to the chiropractor to get something fixed and then they're on their way. He's like, but for you, he's like this, I, you're not my typical patient. And I was like, okay. So that was like a pretty big red flag, obviously. And then, um, so I did all that and then, um, I was waiting. I had gotten a referral to rheumatology, um, based off of the phone call that I had made after that appointment. And then I was waiting to get in and the waiting list was super, super long. It was like nine months. So by the time that I was actually getting into my appointment, we weren't even in the area anymore. We had already moved. So I ended up calling the healthcare system that is in my area and I told them what was going on and they were like, uh, we have a cancellation. So literally that day I had called, they were able to get me in. That's Someone was looking out for you on no top. Kidding. Right. So then I had went to my appointment. I met my rheumatologist. She was fantastic. She is honestly a godsend. Like, I have never met a provider who's more thorough, more willing to listen. Like, she, she's phenomenal. She's absolutely amazing. So, um, I had my appointment or whatever. Um, she did a ton of labs. She did, like, a huge workup. And then within, like, a day or so, they called and they were like, yep. Yeah, you have fibromyalgia. So she wanted to like rule a bunch of things out. So she tested me for rheumatoid arthritis. She tested me for lupus. Um, she tested me for like a whole bunch of stuff. And yep, so February 16th of 2022 is my official diagnosis day. So literally a year-ish ago. Correct. But I've been living with this for more than a decade. That's insane. That is insane to me. 
Like, how do you just go your entire fucking life feeling like... <laughs> like, like trash. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, feeling like that. Like, everything that you've just explained. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> I'm trying to be quiet about it. I'm trying to open my water, okay? <laughs> okay. They know now. <laughs> But it is nice, though, because it gives you, like, a kind of a background on, especially for when you're caring for people that have the same issues that you deal with. Or the crotch goblin, if he starts showing signs. You already know what to do. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we know for sure he's uh, showing signs of ADHD already. You don't say. Oh, really? That (laughs) would have never occurred to me. Because, like, literally everybody that I tell about me getting diagnosed with ADHD and also my son, everybody's, like, shocked. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Except us. They're not. They're they're not shocked. Not at all. Not at all. (laughs) Well, anyways, I don't think I have any more questions for Miss Amy unless Nicole does. I don't think so, but do we have any final closing thoughts that you maybe want people to know or, like, something that you want to advocate for before we end end the episode? Advocate for yourself. Um, when you're at the doctor and they tell you that it's normal, it's not. You're there for a reason, mm-hmm. and if you feel like something is wrong, say something, yeah. do something... Push until, push until you get those answers. Yep. Don't live for 10 plus years undiagnosed. Um, be your best advocate because your life doesn't exist if you're not in it. <coughs> awesome. So I think we're going to wrap things up with that and then tune in for our next episode when we interview Miss Nicole Ravioli. I'm so nervous. <laughs> All right. Bye. 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 This has been the Boss Ravioli Queens podcast with your hosts, Boss Lady Amy, Nicole Ravioli, and Jasmine the Queen. Thank you so much for spilling your ravioli with us. Don't worry. We'll serve you more next time. Until next time, go wash your 